It's the Better Than Average podcast, episode three, from here inside Davis Wade Stadium. We'll talk about the scrimmage that's going on here today on Saturday and look ahead to week two of practice. Thanks for tuning in. Better Than Average. You play football. Football? Oh, no. Juggernaut of a podcast. Better Than Average. Like a radio show that's not on the radio. Coach, it's a great day for you, huh? Yeah, it's better than average, I'll tell you that. State had a scrimmage on Saturday. Big, you know, full speed, full pads scrimmage. It was in Davis Wade Stadium, closed to the public. Media was allowed to be there. You've seen by now some reports and, you know, maybe even some stats. Some folks were keeping stats and numbers and that kind of thing uh, from the scrimmage. I recorded a few thoughts while I was just sitting there so that it's fresh. It's a little different when you kind of lay a few thoughts down. Um, while you're still sitting there watching it as opposed to just waiting till you get back. So I've got a little bit of both for you and hopefully you find that interesting. I will look at the position groups and just kind of give you some thoughts that jumped out at me watching the scrimmage as we run down, you know, each group, maybe where they need to improve and some of those things. You know, not much of an injury report and you'll never have those coming out of states, practices and stuff because they don't talk about them and rightfully so. And there's no confirmation either way. And then before this episode is through, I'm going to let you hear what Mike Leach said in the post-scrimmage media opportunity. Let you hear that Q&A also. This podcast is supported by Mississippi Land Bank. And if you're in North Mississippi, anything land-related, trust me, buying, selling, and regardless of what it's for, whether you're a farmer, um, you know, it's recreational property, building a dream home, you need a place to do it, anything like that, trust me, Mississippi Land Bank is where you want to go in North Mississippi. You can find them online at mslandbank.com. I was sitting there uh, watching the scrimmage. I was sitting with Neil Price and some uh, Brandon Langwaz, some of the media relations folks in one part of the stadium. And I just kind of eased down, and before the scrimmage was over, Wanted to record a few thoughts with my phone, just what I was seeing and what had jumped out of me at that point. So here's that audio right now. This is going back to Saturday during the scrimmage. You got a scrimmage here going on at Davis Wade Stadium on this Saturday. So we are exactly three weeks as of the time of this recording. The scrimmage is going on in front of me. Uh, it's had a completion there for about 25 yards from Chance Lovertich to Caleb Ducking, but I think they're going to call him sacked, or they should, in my opinion. I think defense had a sack. They are going to put the ball back down at the 50. Um, you've had a very bright, sunny day, a few clouds every now and then, throwing some shade on the field, but for the most part, bright, sunny, hot. But it's been very competitive uh, the way they did this. Special teams first, then came out offense. Uh, versus defense they went to the number two offense versus number one defense to start the scrimmage and um, that was the first series and then they flipped it and then went number one offense versus number two defense and so Lovertich and the number two offense actually started the scrimmage and then they've been alternating series ever since Um, the first time the number three offense went out on the field we saw Daniel Greek freshman quarterback who was in in the spring and summer he ran the number three offense the first time it went out the second time that the number three offense went out it was Sawyer Robertson and it that drive was really nice he had a a nice uh, 10 yard out route to the far hash with a lot of zip on it showed some arm strength in there a couple of sacks you know uh, but then he finished it with a nice throw and 
and catch touchdown pass to Teddy Knox. Uh, it was a really kind of an underthrown ball on a vertical, but Knox went up and caught it, and that's how that one ended. Uh, you might have heard some noise right there. There was a completion from Lovertich on a deep corner, and I can't see who the receiver is, but the DB knocked the ball out of there. It looked like the receiver might have gotten the wind knocked out of him a little bit. But um, that's the other thing. It's been a pretty physical scrimmage. We've seen some knockdowns and, you know, full tackling. Um, you know, a couple of other things that I've noticed. Brandon Reeds has been really good today on field goals. I do not think I've seen Brandon miss one. He has looked, you know, fairly automatic uh, in his opportunities out on the field. Uh, punting was early, and um, I thought Tucker Day did a nice job. Will Rogers has been good today. Um, I will say I think, you know, one observation is I think pass pros got to be a little better uh, or, or more consistent. You know, when it's good, Will really has command of the offense. Um, when it breaks down, then those are the obvious negative plays, and they, they've had a few of those because the defensive front's pretty good. Um, Jameer Calvin has had some catches. There was a nice out route for a first down right there in front of me, so he's played well. Makai Polk has been good on his reps, but he hasn't been out there a ton uh, today. Um, in the times that he's been out, he's pretty consistent, as you you know might expect. Uh, the number one offensive line, <clears throat> you've got Lastly working at right tackle. Cross is your left tackle. Sharp is your center. And uh, they've rotated some guards in and out of there. Dollar Bill kind of consistently one of your starting guards. You've seen Cole Smith at guard. Um, but that's kind of prim- you know been your primary number one group on the offensive line. Um, and there's another nice throwing catch to the outside is Caleb ducking he's had a few catches here later in the scrimmage and they've been able to get the football uh, to him you know as far as injuries you probably will have heard about it by now I you know I say injuries Jordan Davis got a little banged up had to leave at this point that I'm recording this no clue if he's you know if it's a little banged up or a lot banged up I don't know but he didn't get to finish the scrimmage he was playing well before that Tyrus Wheats made a lot of plays uh, on defense I tell you, um, once you've gotten past the number one defense, to me, uh, uh, Cooper, the freshman out of Louisville, stood out to me. He's made some plays. Gross has really flown around at linebacker and looked good, uh, in my opinion. So uh, right now, to me, uh, you know, it's been a very competitive scrimmage. <clears throat> As I'm sitting here recording this for you, you know, with it right in front of me, I hadn't had a chance to sort of, you know, think about it or go back and and review any notes that I've made, but just kind of giving you my thoughts off the top of my head. Uh, I would start with, and, and kind of in this order, Will Rogers very much in command of the offense, very much. Makai Polk, uh, he's he's good when he's in there. It's almost like they're giving some other guys reps. Um, and two running backs have been really good, I thought, uh, both Marks and Johnson. You're, you're, you're safe there. You're solid. You're consistent there in everything you're asking them to do. Up front, uh, they've done a pretty nice job, but they got to be better. You know, the consistency in the pass pro, they've they got to make another step, frankly, as a, as a group on the offensive line. Uh, defensively, up front, they're deep. Uh, Wheat is uh, really good in the middle of that defense. Brule is what he is. He's an all-SEC caliber linebacker. Um, in, in the, on the back end of your defense, uh, Forbes and Emerson today have been good when they've given them man-to-man opportunities. Uh, Purvis had a nice interception there, and he's a guy who I think not a lot of people are talking about who will probably rotate in and out and do you know a nice job for you. And, and Green has looked good 
on the back end of the defense today. Uh, defensively, you know, I talk about if you're looking for issues, you know, I mentioned offensively it's pass pro. I think, you know, defensively, if you're looking for, you know, what the issues are, it's once you get past that first group on defense, it's your tackling. You've had some missed tackles, a few um, – yeah, some edge defenders out, you know, one-on-one out in space, especially you get to your third-team defense, guys that are going to rotate in for a few snaps here and there. So tackling can improve, needs to improve, squaring up on guys. You've got a few guys still kind of flying in there, looking for the big hit instead of trying to just make sure you make contact and wrap up. So tackling can improve. And, um, yeah, but overall I think defense has, has maybe been a little more consistent throughout front and back end than even your offense has today but it's been a pretty competitive scrimmage with both sides making some plays okay so now in retrospect with an opportunity to sort of let it all sink in and and think about it yesterday and today relax have a little coffee drinking coffee from high point roasters in new Albany. you ought to get your coffee there by the way dan the coffee man dan skinner up at High Point Roasters in New Albany. He's a great bulldog, a friend, and really neat guy, and they have excellent, excellent coffee. That's what I'm having right now. All right, so let's get started. Uh, the receiver group in the scrimmage. You know, I thought they were good. I thought they were consistent uh, for the most part. You didn't see a lot of drops. Um, and, I, and I know there were some, but you didn't see a ton. You know, one example, like Austin Williams, he didn't drop anything, but – there was one that would have been a really, really tough catch, and it would have, could have, should have been a touchdown uh, up the seam from Will Rogers. It was an incredible throw by Will Rogers. And, I mean, he, Austin Williams thought he caught the football, and it's one of those where he's running vertically up the field, up the hash. He's in the end zone. He dives, gets both hands on it, comes to the ground. It's right in front of the official, and the official ruled that, you know, he would have trapped the ball a little bit. Austin Williams really thought that he caught it. And, you know, you kind of have to trust him because he catches everything. It's one of those in a game they would have absolutely reviewed it, no question. And you would have gotten a really good look. Um, but it was really close. Of all the plays in the scrimmage, and there were, you know, positive plays that counted, that one didn't count because it was ruled incomplete. But it was impressive from those two guys, Austin Williams and – Will Rogers, because Rogers, I don't remember it had to be somewhere, though, in the neighborhood of a 30 to 35-yard throw where, you know, like you say, it's on a 30 or 35-yard line. Ball is sort of, uh, it's in the middle, but nearer to the right hash. Will Rogers stepped up. He was sort of moving out of the pocket and to his left. Okay, so if you picture he's moving towards the left hash. And then just turned his shoulders and zip. I'm talking through an absolute rope back up towards the middle of the field. So it's like he's moving left and it's throwing it kind of back towards the right to the right hash. And you had Austin Williams running vertically with a defender right behind him. The ball was absolutely perfect. It was just enough where the DB couldn't get a hand on it, but Austin Williams could get two hands as he dove and sort of elevated as he dove into the end zone. And had he caught it, it was going to be spectacular. But, you know, of all the throws, there were a lot of completions. I know that was an incompletion, but that one to me was maybe the best throw of anybody in the whole scrimmage. It was a it was a great throw. One of the better catches you saw today was from Teddy Knox. It was on the series 
when he was in there, I guess it was maybe the fourth series of the scrimmage, he was in there with Sawyer Robertson, and it was a touchdown. He's running vertically up sort of in the middle of the field, one-on-one with the defender. The ball was was put up up high, and the defender had his back turned, knocks, elevates, played the ball in the air better to kind of come over the defender to catch it and come down for a touchdown. It's a really athletic play. When you look at the quarterbacks, and I know that's probably what everybody wants to hear, but, you know, again, limited attempts really for everybody because you're playing so many in a scrimmage. It's not like going and playing a ball game. You know, as a team in the scrimmage, the offense threw the ball for about, what was it, right at 400 yards, I guess. And so, you know, considering the defense made a lot of plays uh, during the scrimmage to come away with 400 and some guys, you know, had some touchdown passes, that's pretty good. It was. A, I just thought overall it was a really competitive scrimmage on both sides. It was. You didn't. It was not sloppy. It was not loose. You didn't see a bunch of scramble plays, a bunch of sacks, but you saw a few that the defense was creating and forcing. You didn't see busts in the coverage, but you did see guys catching the ball. So it was just competitive. I thought it was very uh, positive on both sides. Special teams was good too. We'll get to that. Okay, but back over to the quarterbacks. Will Rogers, he just kind of has command of the whole thing. I thought, you know, the the biggest positive for him and, you know, just what a couple of three series that he ran throughout the day. Uh, the, you know, the biggest positive is he really protected the football. It was not thrown in and around guys where you could turn it over and get it picked, that kind of thing, protected it in the pocket. Um, and as long as protection stood up, then, then he was just in control. The ball kind of went where it was supposed to and, it was either up to his guy to make a play or up to the defense to make a play. He's just solid. He just, you know, I saw a guy running the offense. Uh, Lovertich kind of the same way. You know, he had a couple of balls that got batted down, um, but again, it's doing a good job. You know, the only thing is you could see maybe a, a few more times where not necessarily confused by coverage or whatever, but the ball just didn't come out quite. On time, we might hold it, or, or, you know, the play wasn't perfect, you know, in terms of its timing. But for the most part, he ran the offense well, got the ball out on time, distributed it to guys. Um, I, I think I, it was Lubertich. I remember, you know, he had a probably his longest completion or one of his longest completions on the day through a nice corner route uh, up the left. He was on the right hash, threw it to the left sideline, so it's a long throw. And it's one of those, you know, 18 to 20 to 22-yard completions on a deep corner against some zone coverage, and he stuck it in there and did a few good things. You know, all the quarterbacks, even the freshmen, I thought, did a nice job when they had some one-on-one out routes. They were not a, There weren't a bunch of them, but there were a few, maybe, you know, one each. And those are things you got to be able to find when you go three by one and you have a single receiver and you're getting cushioned. And if you can, you know – stem him up and make him backpedal and then break that out route out at 10 and the ball is there perfect, you got to be able to take those things. Um, it's like the modern-day version of throwing a five-yard hitch back when I was playing, and all these guys completed that. I saw Rogers complete one. I know I saw Sawyer Robertson complete one. So, you know, overall it's pretty good there. Greek, okay, so the third series was for the third-team offense, and he ran that first series – that the thir- third teamers were out there. 
And I thought he did a pretty nice job. And I know he came away with two turnovers in the scrimmage. You know, one of them, I actually don't remember the other one, frankly, but the one that was picked off by J.P. Purvis was a heck of a job by Purvis. It's one of those where he's like a an underneath sort of intermediate zone defender there at linebacker. Greek is looking over his head. He's going to push it down the field to something else back there. And as soon as he let it go, Purvis, who was sort of in his throwing lane, but much shallower than where the ball was going, elevated and really got off the ground. Both hands extended in the air and caught it. It was a heck of a play. But I thought uh, Greek did a nice job. You know, he had some completions. He converted some first downs throwing the ball um, and was was accurate uh, for the most part. And you know, the arm strength, the velocity, the ball doesn't quite jump out of his arm like it does a couple of the others, but he is just a freshman out of high school. But I thought, you know, in terms of, and like I said, I know he had a couple of turnovers, but in the snaps that he got in terms of sort of managing the offense, that was really the only negative for Daniel Greek was two balls that got picked off. Sawyer Robertson, um, I thought really showed me something. You know, this is just my observation. I've been to some practices, you know, out at the uh, fields, whether they had pads on or, or and then the, the non-padded practices where they just got helmets and stuff and watching him. His throwing motion is a little longer. Um, like if you were to look at Will Rogers throw the ball, it's a really tight, mechanically sound, kind of what you want type of of release where he doesn't wind up the ball seats high and then it comes out of his ear and that's a good quick tight release. Uh, Robertson drops it down at, at times has a little bit more of a, <clears throat> you'd almost call it, you know, almost like, not a wind up, but almost like a, a baseball type release, just a little longer release when he lets it rip, it really can go. But you know, He's had a lot of times he looked like a freshman. He showed you promise. But watching him in this scrimmage, it's almost like for him being in the stadium and out there, something sort of came to life for him. It's the way it looked to me anyway. And I'm trying real careful here not to build it up into something that's not because I know people will take it and run with it. But, you know, honestly, in terms of just sort of natural, what do you call it? The ball just jumps out of his hand. Okay, I mean, it just – it's there. There's some electricity in his arm. I mean, it it just jumps. Yeah, I remember back, you know, ever how long ago when I played, when, you know, I'd been there as a freshman, sophomore, and I had a pretty good arm. Uh, Rob Morgan was there. He had a pretty good arm. And then Wayne Madkin came in, and I remember noticing Wayne was just one of those, like, the ball just seemed to jump out of his arm a little bit better than it did ours. You know, there was a little extra run on the end of some of those throws, just a little extra juice in his arm. That's kind of how it looks with Sawyer Robertson yesterday. He completed a 10-yard out that was an absolute rope. You know, he threw that touchdown up the field. Uh, I was impressed with him. I really was. So, look, you can see the future for that guy. I mean, the talent is no question there. No doubt about it. The talent is there. Um, I've heard some people that know what they're talking about say that, if he had been here in the spring and throughout the summer, he'd probably be competing for the starting job right now. But he didn't. He just got here, uh, has not been through a college weight program yet for an entire year, which he's, he's a big body guy, you know, 6'4", 210, but 
you can tell that he hasn't been through the college weight program yet. You can tell that some of the others, including like Daniel Greet, you can tell that they have and it's starting to really take. <laughs> okay. So you give him another year with all this experience under his belt. And who knows if he does or doesn't have to play this year. I'm, I'm sure they would prefer that he doesn't and get him a year under his belt in the weight program and all that. But I mean, there is some, there is some lightning in that arm now. There's no question. And he can play. I don't know if y'all can hear my dog barking or not. My daughter, Mary Liddy's down there having a game of chase with our dog champ right now. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell him to be quiet. We'll just put up with it. So quarterback I thought was solid. You know, was, obviously I thought, I mean, all of them have room for improvement, every one of them. And it's just the first scrimmage of the fall. But in terms of continuity, you know, hitting some of the bigger plays when they are there, they can all improve. And, you know, they will as the camp rolls along. I'll go to the offensive line now. Um, it's mostly positive, mostly good stuff there. Um, you know, they're truthfully they're trying to block a defensive front unit that is pretty doggone good. But you know, and, and defensively they're rotating people in and out. But they went like started the scrimmage with the number two offense versus the number one defense, and everybody starts rotating in and out. And then they flipped it and went number one offense versus a number two defense. But during those series, they would rotate some guys in and out. So I tell you that to say it wasn't exclusively a series for the defense where you put 11 guys who are second stringers and they just stay out there for every play. There was still some rotation and stuff going on almost like you would see in a ball game, okay? The reason I'm telling you that is because I think of all the things in the scrimmage that stand out as needing to improve, protect the consistency in the protection up front is it. I think that's – and it wasn't terrible at all. That's not at all. I don't want you to get the impression that they couldn't block anybody and the defensive line totally dominated. That's not the case. I mean, for the most part, that offensive line, they were in the right place. They were hat on the hat. They were blocking five when they brought five. You know, they were picking up six when the back was in and – for the most part, in the right places and gave quarterbacks time to throw. Uh, when Will was in there, there were a few times where the protection broke down. And you'll hear Mike Leach kind of mention that at the end. And again, I don't think it – it's not something where if, if y'all were seeing it, you honestly would come away really concerned. I mean, they're doing a good job. They have got better. They're going to be better. Sharp at center is a positive, and Smith at guard is a positive. That, that's one move that helps. Um, I'll just give you an example, like Lashley at right tackle. I thought he was really good throughout the scrimmage. Now, he had one play late in the scrimmage where Tyrus Wheat, you know, timed the snap just right and just beat him off the right edge of the offensive line, left defensive end, just beat him off the edge straight to the quarterback and just, you know, on a speed rush, and Lashley didn't get there. But that was once in the scrimmage that I saw that happen. So, what I think is just the consistency. They're doing a good job. They've gotten better as a group, especially the ones. You know, when you get down there, kind of on the 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 back end of your depth, there were some iffy moments up front. But that's the case everywhere when you get into, you know, some second and third string work because a lot of those are new guys still learning calls and learning responsibilities and how to pick up a twist and. You know, you do zone blitz. Well, my guy dropped, and now what I do, instead of just standing there looking around, you know, stuff like that, they're still learning that. First unit, 
uh, was for the most part good. They had only had a few breakdowns. But you're going to go into those ball games wanting zero breakdowns. And so they just have some some uh, work to do. And it's a, you know, offensive lines like playing zone defense in basketball. You got five guys that are all dependent on each other. And we're all moving and operating in sync. And in zone defense in basketball, you know, ball goes into the corner. Well, the guy on the low post, he's going to extend out there when the ball goes. And, and as a center, I'm going to drop down and kind of take his place on that low post. And the guy up top is either going to sag back into the lane or whatever. You see what I'm so we're all kind of five guys, but it's like we're all connected with rope because as you move, I got to move. We're all moving as one unit. Same's true for an offensive line. And that's what they talk about a line that's got to gel together or kind of getting some continuity. Well, they're learning it, right? So you got a new center. You know, you got a center who's in a new position at guard. You got a former tackle who's playing one uh, guard and uh, dollar bill. And so you're all kind of learning each other. They will get better, but it's got to improve the consistency, just the every play consistency in pass pro and some of the other stuff. Uh, and so that's just some thoughts coming out of the scrimmage on the offensive line. Uh, running backs, I think it's a really good group. You know, they are kind of the known quantity, I think, the most on offense. We talk about Woody Marks and Dylan Johnson. Um, I actually thought Marks might have had a slightly better scrimmage overall than the other guys, but it wasn't by much. Uh, Johnson was good, got some carries. Both those guys were good in pass pro. Um, there's some two-back stuff that they do when, you know, instead of, you know, instead of, you know, four wide, single back, you know, every now and then there's some two-back stuff. And they'll line them up in different places and red zone stuff with two backs that they'll do. And you saw some of that. But then behind them as well, some of the others who are getting reps and got reps, when you talk about Omni Wells and, Hargrove and some of those young guys show a lot of promise too. So overall, it's a very young position, but I think it's very talented. And I think Marks and and Dylan Johnson are two guys that you know they're they're gonna they're really gonna pop this year. That's what I think. All right. So and before we jump over to special teams and defense, let me just mention to you one more thing. Better than average is supported by Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. And I hope you'll support them too. And I don't hesitate to tell you to give Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance a chance. There's nothing like knowing the agent closely, knowing that they're going to get on it right away, that it's somebody local that lives in town with you right down the road. You know, you see them at school, you see them at church, you see them out to eat. They're just right there. And that's the way it is in all 82 counties in Mississippi. So give them a shot. Go to favorites.com. Check out your local agents at Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. All right, defensively, um, it was a I thought a very competitive, very uh, well done scrimmage. They didn't have busts. You didn't have guys out of position all the time. They're well coached now, as you would expect after watching them last year. Certainly, um, in terms defensively of you know just what you want to see them improve on is probably number one just. The consistency in their tackling, once you get past those first, you know, 11 on your first team defense, maybe your first 12, 13 guys with subs, 
you kind of get past that front line tackling had just a little bit of a drop off just because you're playing so many you know guys some that are new and some that are young so throughout their depth their tackling can be better frontline guys starting defense guys they're pretty good you know they didn't have a lot of missed tackles but once you got into second third team defense you know you saw some times where and I think coach leach actually mentions that in his post scrimmage remarks that they kind of let the offense off the hook a little you know you might have a one-on-one tackle situation on a swing route or something out in the flat and the offensive guy would make a miss. And that's what you want if you're looking at offense, but defensively you want those tackles to, or at least contact and hang on until you get some help, not just whiff trying to pass a big lick out in the open field. So second team, third team can improve on their tackling. And then, um, you know, maybe a couple times playing the ball in the air, but I thought the coverage in the secondary for the most part throughout the day was it was pretty decent considering how much the offense puts it in the air, how how willing the offense is to complete the ball underneath until you get impatient, and then they'll finally try to hit that big play. Uh, but I thought it was you know pretty decent. Now, um, if you look up front for the defense in the scrimmage again, I thought they're good. You know, especially in the middle. Uh, the I guess news. Jordan Davis, he got a little banged up. He was not able to finish the scrimmage out, but was playing well early. He actually had one play early in the scrimmage. They got him off sides trying to time the snap. That's the other thing. There were not a lot of penalties in this. I don't remember any false start penalties for the offense, which is a good thing. But, yeah, at any rate, don't as I record this, don't know the details yet on Jordan Davis. Don't know that we will. Don't know how serious, if, and all that kind of stuff. Just know that he was unable to. Finished the scrimmage, but he started out strong. And then, um, you know, other guys up front. I thought Charlton made a few plays. Um, a lot of snaps for Jack Harris. And, you know, he's got really seems to have come on here in what's going to be his third year, I guess his third year on campus. Um, second year of true eligibility since last year didn't count for anybody. But he's put on some weight, weighing about 270, playing defensive end. He's, he flew around. I uh, made some plays yesterday. Um, and the others who are kind of on the edge of that defense and Banks and and uh, Odom, I thought that they played pretty well. Russell, uh, DeMonte Russell, uh, Jackson, he's put on some weight. He's up around 265. That group looks good. They just got to figure out who the bell cows are. And, you know, Davis is one of those who you know is a bell cow at that defensive end, rush position, and, you know, outside linebacker slash defensive end type thing. And, you know, they're going to need him to be healthy. Hopefully he can be. And then in the middle of the defense, too, uh, with guys with their hands down, I thought they were good. Cameron Young, you know, Pickering is is nothing wrong with him now. He's he's picking it up, and he's got loads of potential for sure. Crumity is a guy, they're moving him all over the place. You know, he, he's not only in the middle of that front, but you'll see him out on the edge some. So in the front, you know, played well um, in terms of guys who flashed a couple of times in the scrimmage to me, uh, Young, um, and then on the edge, Jack Harris, I thought, made some plays. Uh, so that was good to see. Linebackers showed up. You saw some um, new guys uh, in there as well. Nick Jarrett, the junior college transfer. He's a big old guy too, 6'3", 225, and he flew around, made some tackles. I'll tell you one who really – flashed a few times to me whether it was making tackles or just in the vicinity and it was Rodney Gross he wears number 54 
you know, the redshirt freshman from over in Alabama, 6'2", 240. And I heard somebody say the other day at practice, you know, he right now he just doesn't realize how good he can be. And he is, uh, he is some kind of athlete at 6'2", 240. And I tell you, out there in a game situation, man, you see 54 flying around. He's all over the football, um, physical. So excited about him. You know, another young guy to me yesterday passed some licks and made a couple of plays where – you know, I noticed him, and that's 45 Ty Cooper, the freshman out of Louisville. There was one play early in the scrimmage where uh, he passed a pretty good lick on, and it was a fair lick. It wasn't a targeting or anything, but he pl- passed a really decent lick in the middle of the field on a uh, running play on uh, Woody Marks. Marks jumped up, needed to go get a breather, a play or two, and then got back in there. But Cooper's a physical guy, 6'4", 240. Body still kind of looks like a high school player, but Based on watching him play and fly around, I think you can be really excited about his future at linebacker. You know, another one is Sherman Timms, and uh, he, he's going to play a significant role, I think, in your defense in terms of depth and snaps in certain situations. A bigger linebacker who played a, a defensive front position and they move him back to linebacker because he can run around pretty good, weighing 265 pounds. And so, you know, that linebacker group – as you watch some of these others who, who are names you don't talk about much, Gross, Nick Jarrett, and Tims, and those guys, you realize they are rotating in behind your frontline guys and of these known quantities of Aaron Brule and Tyrus Wheat and uh, Nathaniel Watson. You know, it's a group to me that at, at every practice that goes by, they look better and better to me. Um, and they look good in the scrimmage also. Um, you look at um, the safety position, you know, safety, there's a bunch of bodies back there, and they're trying to sift through and see who's going to be your top. I guess really you're looking at it kind of like a top six, right, because you do have some packages where you're putting three safeties on the field a lot, and you'd like to have two at every one of those spots that you feel good about, but they can all be sort of interchangeable, right, because you're depending on the formation of the offense and the call, they're all doing the same job just on different parts of the field. And so and I think they can very easily get to about, you know, six guys that they really feel comfortable with. Now Gidry's sort of out of the mix in the injury front, but and I know I've talked about, but when you look at Green who transferred in there, that's a known quantity. Sean Preston, Colin Duncan, that's three guys back there that you you know what you have and you feel really good about it, right? Well, I'm starting to see, like yesterday, I saw Dylan Lawrence uh, early in the scrimmage jump in a man-to-man situation with Jaden Wally and actually ran step for step with him across the field and batted a pass away. It was just because it was good coverage. And that's a 6'4", 205 guy playing safety, and he's coming on, getting better every rep. Uh, I didn't even mention Fred Peters, and Peters may actually be in that group of that first three. And so there's two more, you know, in Peters and Lawrence who are really pushing for, not only pushing for playing time, I mean, but Peters may be a starter, depending on how this all works out. And then some other guys like Dean and, and Jemison, to me, seem to be coming on. I hadn't even mentioned L- London Kraft, who had an interception in the, in the scrimmage. Kyle Cass, who's an older guy, came out of JUCO, who's big, 6'2", 205, and he's still learning you know, how to operate. So they're trying to sort that out. That's what Mike Leach said, and I can understand it. 
because they've got options and they got bodies at safety. It's just figuring out who are the best ones and the what I guess the most ready to go play, you know, right now. And then uh, finally on defense, um, I thought Forbes really flashed a couple times yesterday. Um, you saw them, I saw them in some man-to-man stuff, sort of match it up. Like they didn't just go, okay, Martin Emerson, you're over here at left corner. Forbes, you're over there at right corner. Y'all are on opposite sides of the field. And if we call man-to-man or whatever, you just go man-to-man against who lines up in front of you. No, there were some situations where you actually saw Emerson and Forbes on the same side of the field because they'd said, okay, here's who's in the game for them. Y'all go cover those guys. And so you saw them moving around and the way they – the way that they use the personnel groupings in the defense is going to be really, I think, interesting and, and fun to take a look at. Um, there were a couple times I saw Ferge in the series, uh, in the scrimmage where he was in position. He had one pass breakup that I remember um, against the number one offense. I think that actually was against the, the tall guy in um, ducking. But uh, I thought, you know, he did – Richardson, DeCameron Richardson, 6'2", corner. He was out there a bunch, got a lot of snaps, and um, tall guy, playing well for them. You know, and in terms of that's, – that's a group that tackles well um, that I see. You got past your first four corners, you start getting, you know, third-team reps. You, Like I said, you might have seen a missed tackle or two. But, but even then, you never really see people running wide open – against busted coverage. That offensive group was never able to have a play where you got the defense in a bust and you get a wide open, easy completion down the field or anything like that. So it looked to me like defensively they kind of knew where to be. Offense had things they were working on, trying to perfect all the underneath and intermediate stuff. You know, if you can do that as an offense, then the deep stuff down the field is going to come. And you could sort of see that in the scrimmage. The flow of the scrimmage was – they were really trying to perfect the underneath and intermediate stuff, get the defense to play tighter and tighter. And then as the scrimmage went on, then a couple of throws down the field became possible uh, later in the scrimmage. They didn't start the scrimmage just by throwing the ball all over the place. So uh, there's just – oh, and then the special teams, there was a little bit of punting at the beginning, paid just a little bit of attention to that. It looked to me like at least yesterday in the stadium I saw one – booming punt from Tucker Day. I uh, still don't know how that punting competition is going to shake out. seems like it's still open. Uh, in terms of kicking, Brandon Rees was perfect. And I made the comment to the guys I was sitting with, it's like you, you don't want to jinx anybody, but, man, he just seems to be automatic. Just looked automatic. I mean, just stepped right up there. It didn't matter where it was on the field. didn't matter what the distance was. It's just like snap it and boom, it is dead center. So he is um, he is a big time weapon for them, no question about it. So those are some overall thoughts, and now we're deep into it. So what I'm going to do here, lastly, is flip over to the post scrimmage comments from Mike Leach. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was productive. I thought it was aggressive. I thought it was uh, competitive the whole time. Uh, both sides have uh, plenty to be. Uh, uh, pissed about so that typically means you had a pretty good scrimmage. I think that um, uh, You know, I would have liked to see uh, see us finish on the goal line a couple of those times. I thought though um, you know, we uh, 
but we got off the hook. Defense let us off the hook a couple times on some third and long. So I, I still think, you know, we're not as consistent as we want to be. Um, you know, but we do have an explosive quality with the, you know, with the sacks and some of the explosive plays. What did you think of Sawyer Robertson today? Um, I thought I thought he looked good for the very first time, for the first time ever. You know, kind of in a team setting. I thought I thought it was really good. You know, and then uh, <clears throat> besides the fact he's got a pretty good arm, uh, good enough with his feet to stay out of trouble, prevented some sacks. Thoughts on Will Rogers today and how he directed. <clears throat> Uh, I, uh, a little up and down. I thought several times really good. Um, then we had some drop balls, which are uh, uh, sacks that cost the whole unit. Uh, collectively, I thought he did pretty good, but definitely there's a player or two he wants back. You know, he took care of the ball, but you know, um, you know, you, I'd like uh, I'd like him to find his way out of some of those sacks, uh, his own self, not just the O line. Uh, obviously, the protection was suspect there. Uh, I think some of these guys got to get tougher. Some of them may think they're better than they are. So, you know, we got to get that out of them. You're about three weeks away from the first game. You know, how close to game ready do you feel your squad is? <clears throat> oh, I don't think we're ready yet. I th I'm very glad we got three weeks or whatever it adds up to. I don't think we're ready yet. Colonel Ducking obviously redshirted last year. What, what have you seen from him so far at receiver? He's emerging. Uh, he's emerging. He's starting to display some of his skills. I think he needs to get tougher as well. Um, you know, uh, I'd like to see him uh, start making back-to-back -back plays. Uh, but I do think he's getting better, and I think he's uh, improved quite a lot uh, from the beginning of spring. Uh, from the beginning of spring, he was hard to play with, and uh, you know, now he's a fairly explosive guy. Practice all year. I know he's a freshman, hadn't had a whole lot of practices, but how, how far has he come in a short amount of time? <clears throat> I think pretty far. You know, I think pretty far. Yeah, we'd all like it further, but he throws a good ball. We just got to get to where he can process it quicker. How do you feel about the center situation right now? I know Cole was the guy last year, and Q is doing it now, but how do you feel about the snaps and kind of where things stand with that position battle? Uh, I think, well, I, I, think, uh, I think Q's ahead for now. I think that... Uh, um, you know, Cole's got some experience though, and uh, you know, Q brings us some power, and then uh, we got to get uh, Cole more consistent too. You mentioned that media day is kind of trying to figure out the safety position. What do you think of the, the, their position group today? You know, there's there's still sorting that, um, but we got more bodies to pick from, and I think they're quality bodies, and I think that they're improving, and I thought they you know did a reasonably good job today. Uh, but that's, uh, you know, that's, we're going to have to make some choices there, too. Nick Jarrett had a pretty good day on defense. What is it like to have him providing some depth there? Well, I think it helps for sure. I think it helps, and I think uh, he's gotten kind of more familiar with everybody and better as time went on. How did you like tackling went today? Um, I thought it went pretty good. I'd have to go back and look at the film. I thought it went pretty good. There were a couple plays that looked to me like we kind of got out of um, in a few cases, I think our running backs, uh, you know, when they get their pads moving forward, they're tough to bring down. So, you know, just evaluating what portion is uh, uh, the running back doing a really good job or, uh, you know, the defender, you know, not getting it done as quickly as we'd like.
Chance had a couple pl uh, balls tipped at the line, but overall, how would you kind of assess, you know, the development that, that you saw from him today? <clears throat> I think he's had a good camp. I think that uh, uh, he continues to improve. Uh, you know, one thing is uh, he'll pull the trigger, so I think that uh, that helps him when he's uh, got his eyes in the right place and making good choices. All right, that'll wrap it up for Episode 3 of the Better Than Average Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for supporting my sponsors, the Mississippi Land Bank and Farm Bureau Insurance of Mississippi. Um, you support them. It helps them. It helps you. And it certainly helps me as well. Appreciate y'all. See you on episode four on Thursday of this week. <laughs>